Welcome to the Marriage Steps Podcast, where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve, and following the six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. The Marriage Steps Podcast is listener-supported, so to help keep it on the air, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. For more marriage resources, be sure to go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. You can learn more about the six marriage steps. You can sign up for my newsletter. You can read my blog and all sorts of resources. A study was done that showed no sex has more of an impact on a marriage than good sex. So let that sink in for a minute. So couples that have no sex, that has a more powerful negative impact on the relationship than good sex has on the relationship. So if you're listening to this and you're not having sex in your marriage, I highly encourage you to start having sex in your marriage to increase the value and the importance and to make it mutually enjoyable. That's what the wedding cake model of sexual intimacy I teach about is is all about. So it's mutually enjoyable. I can relate to this study because early in my marriage, we went through a no-sex season. My wife had significant sexual trauma in her background, so she avoided all sexual contact. That made me feel rejected, and I responded with anger. And the more I responded with anger, the more she avoided. The more she avoided, the more I responded with anger. And we got into this vicious, dysfunctional cycle, and I can remember holding on by a thread, and how desperate I felt, how lonely I felt, and it was horrible. And maybe some of you listening to this know exactly how that feels. So I encourage you to work through any trauma you have, work through any roadblocks you're facing, and to start cultivating and nurturing a healthy sex life in your relationship so that you can feel connected and like a couple. There was a wife and she said to her husband, I dare you to address me using only your words. And the husband said, there's a huge spider on your bra. <laughs> okay, so the marriage focus, the marriage message tonight is five steps to a soft startup. So I thought I would do a focus on conflicts because being quarantined, we're with our partners 24-7, conflicts are on the rise for a lot of couples. And complaints are on the rise, which usually leads right into conflicts. And so how to bring up a conflict, how to bring up a complaint is paramount. And last week or the week before, I spoke about how to receive a complaint, but today I want to focus more on how to give a complaint. And I've done an episode on this, but it's been a while, so I thought it'd be a good time for a refresher. So making a complaint can happen for all sorts of reasons. Maybe your needs aren't being met. Maybe your partner has irritating behaviors. Maybe they're doing things that are offending you or feeling disrespected. Whatever it is, but it's common to feel like, I need to make a complaint. I'm feeling something negative towards my partner. If you don't constructively get it out, it's gonna come out in other ways. So if you stuff down those negative feelings, you're gonna detach, or you're gonna become passive aggressive, or you're gonna get snarky, or you're gonna escalate and, and explode. Something's going to happen that's destructive, but it's hard to constructively get out a complaint, and we don't know how to do it. We've never been trained on this, and so that's what this episode is about, is training you on how to constructively make a complaint to your partner. So the first thing you want to do is focus on how have they improved. 
And this is referring to how have they improved in the area you want to make a complaint about. How have they improved? Okay, so you want to think about this. So one area in my life, I'll walk through. Uh, I made a complaint to my wife a little while ago, and it had to do with dates. So I brought up wanting to have a date with her, and she responded in a way that made me feel like she didn't want to have a date, and it hurt my feelings. And so I had to make a complaint about this. And so the first thing I had to think about is how has she improved with her enthusiasm on having dates together? Because historically, that's something I've initiated a lot, and and historically, she hasn't been as enthusiastic to have dates, and I feel like I've had to be the instigator to have them, and she has improved a lot. So the first thing I had to think about is, how has my wife improved with her enthusiasm of wanting to have dates together? Okay, so that's the first thing for you to think about. How has your partner improved on the way on the area that you want to complain about? Second thing is, how is it not all their fault? So this is where you want to think about the benefit of the doubt. What were the other circumstances going on in their life, the other things, the other variables that contributed to this behavior that hurt you? Okay, this behavior they had, what were all the ways that it probably wasn't their intent to hurt you the way that it did? What are all those variables? That's giving them the benefit of the doubt. So for my wife, when I brought up this this idea one night, hey, we should have a date tonight, and she responded without much enthusiasm, the benefit of the doubt I had to remember is that she was going through a very stressful time by preparing for a really important test for her career. She was preparing, she was studying, she was stressed out, and so she was distracted. And so her lack of enthusiasm to have a date with me was largely influence because she was going through a stressful time in her life and didn't know if she had time for a date because she was under a strict deadline. So what about for you? So what was going on for your partner? What were the circumstances going on in their life that may have contributed to them responding in a way that hurt you? Third thing to consider is how did you contribute to the behavior your partner had that hurt you? So this can happen in a couple ways. One is perhaps you have a value system in your past and your partner responded in a way that conflicted with that value system, so you responded stronger than you would have if you didn't have that value in your past. Another way is perhaps you have a wound in your past and your partner's reacting or doing something that's tapping into that wound, so you're responding stronger than you would if you didn't have that wound. Or perhaps you've done, you've done something directly that's influenced the, your partner having this behavior that's hurting you. So either it's your value, it's a wound, or you've done something directly that's influenced their hurtful behavior. So for my wife, in the example with the date, one value it was tapping into for me is I come from a background of connection and closeness in my family, especially with my mom. We'd have quality time together growing up. And so her not being enthusiastic to have a date was tapping into that value system for me of feeling close and connected so it was making me respond stronger to her lack of enthusiasm compared to if I didn't have that background. So what about for you? What value is getting stirred up in your past? What wound is getting stirred up in your past? Or what did you do directly that may have influenced your partner's hurtful behavior? So that's the first three pieces you want to start with when making a complaint. How they improved, how were they possibly innocent, and how did you possibly contribute? If you don't start with those three, most likely that's gonna be the first thing out of their mouth 
when you make a complaint. If you don't start with those three things, they're going to tell you how they've gotten better, how it wasn't their fault, and how it's actually your fault. So if you start there instead, it's going to be a preemptive move on your part. It's going to validate them. It's going to make them feel seen. It's going to make them feel respected. And then they're going to be all ears. They're going to be curious. What's the complaint? I'm all ears now because now I don't feel attacked. I feel disarmed. I feel validated. Now I want to hear what your complaint is. What is it? So you have a receptive audience. That's why those first three things are critical to start with when you're making a complaint. Once you've made those three things, how they've improved, how it may not have been all their fault, and how you may have contributed, then you go into the complaint. When you say the complaint, there's a couple guidelines. One is you can't say the word you because it's accusatory. You can't say always or never because they're generalizations. You want to identify your tender underbelly, which is the feelings underneath your anger. And usually there's something like hurt, sad, scared, lonely, insecure. And you want to identify your core need underneath the complaint. Core needs can range from the need to feel respected, the need to feel wanted, the need to feel close, the need to feel like a team, the need to feel like you have a voice, the need to feel cherished. Those are some examples of core needs. So the complaint has to combine all that. So for me, making this complaint to my wife, it would sound something along the lines of, when I brought up the idea for a date, it was met with a lack of enthusiasm and that hurt my feelings and made me feel sad and it tapped into my core need of wanting to feel close and wanted. Okay, so that's my complaint. So if I put that all together for my wife, the delivery would sound something like this. First of all, I just wanna start by telling you how much I appreciate you prioritizing our dates together and there's been huge progress there. I just want to acknowledge that and I really appreciate that. Second of all, I just wanna acknowledge that I know you've been extremely busy preparing for your big test and I know you've been distracted and stressed and so I know that influenced your reaction to my suggestion of us having a date. Third, I wanna also just acknowledge that I know in my background, closeness was a huge value and so I know I can have a strong reaction if I feel like that value is not shared in our relationship. But the other night when I brought up the idea of having a date, the reaction seemed very lukewarm and it really hurt my feelings and made me feel sad and it tapped into that core need I have to feel close and wanted. That's a soft startup right there. Okay, that's the delivery right there. And that's pretty close to how I delivered it to my wife. And not surprisingly, she responded really well. And this goes into point number five. The point number five is how to respond when you're the listener to your partner delivering a soft startup. The main thing you wanna respond with is empathy and action. Empathy and action. So empathy sounds something like this. I can see how you would feel blank because of blank, or that makes sense that you feel this because of that. As a reminder, empathy is not if you agree with your partner, but it's putting yourself in your partner's shoes and seeing the world through their lens based on what they've been through in their upbringing, what their values are, what their insecurities are, what their top needs are in marriage, what their temperament is. When you think about all those variables that make up your partner, it will start to make sense 
why what just happened made them feel the way that it did. That's where empathy comes from. That's where authentic and organic empathy flows out of. And so empathy in response to my delivery is what my partner, what my wife did. And she said, I can see how it would have made you feel sad and hurt that I didn't respond with much enthusiasm to the date idea. And then she went into action, which was, how about tomorrow night we have the date and that'll give me tonight to study and get on top of my project, my test. So that's the way you respond. And that's point number five. You respond with empathy if you're the listener, and then action. You want to make amends for whatever you've done that's hurt your partner. doesn't matter if you meant to hurt them. doesn't matter if that was your intent. doesn't matter if that's how you saw the situation. What matters is you hurt their feelings. So therefore, empathize with it and do something about it to make it up to them. Okay, that's how you make amends. So that's the five things to consider with a soft startup. And you need to master this right now during the quarantine because there's probably lots of opportunity, like I've already mentioned, to make complaints. So number one, how have they gotten better? Two, how is it not all their fault? Three, how did you possibly contribute? Four, express the complaint. And then five, if you're the listener, respond with empathy and action. Thank you for listening to the Mayor Steps podcast. If you enjoyed the program tonight, be sure to leave a review and share it with your family and friends. Make sure to send me your marriage questions. You can send me a message through Facebook, Instagram, or email me at info at drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you care for it and nurture it, it will grow. But if you neglect it, it will die. The choice is up to you. Take care.